2: In that
1: case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com.
4: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. This podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. This podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
3: We are but two days away from, well, always like to say the biggest match of the season. Every match feels like the biggest match of the season. I am joined, as always, by Tony Haggerty and Jim Orr. Tony, how are you doing?
5: I'm very
6: well, Laura. Yourself?
3: Not too bad. Jim, you keeping good?
5: I have a cold, Laura, so apologies if I'm coughing and sneezing. I've been locked in Tony's basement for the past two weeks, so, oh. uh, <laughs> so it goes. Looking used to the, light, the, light used to the yes, lights. Yes, exactly.
3: Anybody who uh, wonders why Jim might be locked in the basement just needs to look at last week's show. <laughs> uh, right. Um, And, Tony, you're back from Narnia. You're back outside the wardrobe, I see, as well. I'm
6: back outside the wardrobe, yeah. Uh, I've a kind of level head when I'm outside the
3: wardrobe.
6: It the way, away- uh, well. It was a way bit I mean, you know what I mean? I was
3: just like, uh, it was "We'll wait that. and see. We'll wait and see." Um, you might notice an unfamiliar yeah. face as well. <laughs> you might notice an unfamiliar face as well joining us today on Axiom. Um We are joined by football vlogger based in Hungary, Botond, Uh Baton, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
3: Pleasure to be here. I'm sure the viewers uh, watching would like to know how you got involved with Axom and how you made friendships with uh, some of the contributors in Axom, not least Kevin McCluskey, who's obviously based out in Budapest. Uh, you were just telling us before how you guys met, and I think people would be interested to hear that. So, how, how did you and Kevin first strike up a friendship?
0: Yeah, well, I met Kevin like two years before, uh, so, sort of one year before I started my uh, my YouTube channel. So. Uh... So we got in touch long before uh, before I got in touch personally with Celtic before I could travel to to Glasgow. Uh, I was wearing a, a Saint Pauli mask because I was visiting Saint Pauli a stadium tour in Hamburg recently. In that summer, it was after the first COVID wave, and there were like two months where where people could travel. So so I went to Hamburg and visited the stadium tour of, of Saint Pauli wearing the mask. So Kevin started talking to me on on uh, the tram, and then we it just came out. Then we are uh, both. Uh, really into football so uh, so we just kept in touch and uh, well, obviously he told me that he's a big Celtic <coughs> fan and he's a freelance uh, journalist here, uh, here in Budapest and, and writing all that content about Hungarian football but he's also very enthusiastic about Celtic obviously and uh, should I tell you as well how, how I got in touch with the fan who invited me to Celtic this, this uh, winter? Go for
3: it, we love to hear stories about the Celtic family and how they're reaching out to folks so why don't you give us that as well?
0: Yeah, it's of course uh, as most of the people would think. Well, my favorite team is Ferencvaros in Budapest, and uh, many Celtic fans know it because we we played each other the the two teams in the recent uh, two seasons. Uh, first, well, I don't want to don't really want to to remind people, but the first result was like that was only a one-off occasion because of the COVID, like the the qualifications to the, uh, to the Champions League, and then we could grab a lucky victory. I, I'm sure that the result would have. Wouldn't have been a victory for us if it would have been before a full house uh, attendance, but that was sadly not the case, or for us lucky, not the case. And, and uh, a year later, uh, our team traveled back to Celtic Park, lost to Nilan and Celtic uh, traveled to Budapest and they won three 2 It was pretty uh, difficult or or like impossible to get away tickets for uh, for Celtic fans because of this uh, because of this EU COVID uh, regulation. Like the Celtic fan I, I talked to, uh, he literally got the, the same vaccine as me, but it wasn't allowed because it's not an EU COVID certificate. It was, it was quite pointless. Anyway, mm. uh, he saw the, the vlog, Ferenczos against Real Betis, and he commented how come the Spanish fans get their away tickets and Celtic fans, Scottish fans don't. And, and I was... I was like, write me an email if if you don't get the tickets. And then he came to Budapest and I sorted him some VIP tickets. Obviously, there was only one person in the away section, but they could go into VIP. So uh, as a return, he invited me back for the Glasgow Derby and one other game, which would have been hips in December. But that was that was postponed. So it it was Motherwell in the end. So those two games, that was uh, the story a bit long, but yeah.
3: Yeah, no, great to hear um, people making connections through football and through Celtic. It's 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 wonderful to hear. Um, we'll certainly get on to the the next Glasgow derby coming up on Sunday and get your thoughts on that uh, as as well as Jim and Tony's. But um, a few other things to discuss before we get to that, um, Tony. I wanted to come to you first on this one. Um, it's, you know, we're flogging a dead horse if we go back to talking about the Sydney Cup, but obviously there has been a massive change in the circumstances. (laughs) Um, Rangers, as courageous as they are, decided to tweet out at 1.30 a.m. Australian time that they were pulling out of uh, the the Sydney Cup. Uh, The potential ramifications of that for them are yet to be um, determined, uh, but I'm sure there will be ramifications from them if anything I'm reading is to go by. Um, As a Celtic supporter and given the controversy that there's been around the potential friendly tournament how does it make you feel to know that there will not be this uh, overseas Glasgow Derby going ahead?
6: I actually couldn't really care less <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely are, well, I mean my opinion was fine Rangers no more in the Sydney Cup Great. Celtic can just go on with the Ange Postacoglu homecoming tour and play whatever opponents they, they face. Yeah, I, 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 you know, the word on the street is that it's going to be my Milan that I drafted in. I genuinely couldn't get less what Rangers do eh, and what ramifications happens to them. Eh, the, I, I wrote a piece about the fact that I felt it was all about like the Harlem Globetrotters, half-and-half half scarves. You know, tablet, macaroon, tune gum and, uh, you know, hat scarves, badges and tapes kind of stuff. So <laughs> that element is uh, now being removed. I'm just happy that Celtic are still there and the fans from down under will get to see Celtic. Probably a disappointment for them in the fact that they might not see a derby happening in their homeland, which they maybe look forward to. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it was all about Celtic on this tour and Ange taking his team back home and the an honour that he, f- he felt what Rangers did was kind of irrelevant to me, to be honest. Uh, so, uh, as I say, I was pretty non-plus. Was I shocked and surprised by it? No, because I think we spoke about it last week. mm mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't go ahead because something would happen. So there you go, something has happened. Rangers have pulled out, Celtic press on regardless, and they will call some financial rewards for appearing in the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: and you know, that goes with it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. As well, Rangers, they can, Whatever happens, happens. And I'm I'm really nonplussed and not bothered, really.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jim, I think I'm probably reflecting um, Tony's thoughts on it. Um, if anything, I'm slightly... I would even go so far as to say a bit relieved because as though, although I wasn't too fussed about it, there was a bit of a bad taste left in my mouth that, there, that we had got to this point commercially that we were willing to kind of play Rangers overseas and, and, and for the money that was involved, even though you can't turn that down. Did you have any reaction yourself, Jim, to, to the news when it came out or was it, as Tony said, just what you expected would happen?
5: I think the Celtic both not out of jail here. I think they showed a complete lack of self-awareness. Uh, I wasn't so much concerned about the decision to play the games. But the fact that this has been on for eight months, apparently, there have been discussions. And one would imagine that they wanted Celtic there. And one would imagine that they must have spoken to Celtic about, well, if we put this tournament on with a couple of local teams, who would you like as the other European team? Of all the European teams you could pick in Europe, who would you want to pick Celtic? And they pick them. And you're thinking, what's that about? Because yeah. I would imagine that the people organising the tournament would have said to Celtic, you pick it. You pick the team you want. And what we want is a team that's going to you know, have a kind of football festival. We're all going to have a good time. And you go for somebody like, I don't know, Inter Milan or somebody like that. And Tony mentioned half and half Scarf. You would have half and half Scarfs if they played Inter Milan or yeah. uh, another big team who the Celtic have a good relationships with. And I just found that astonishing when all this stuff came out. This has been ongoing for eight months and that was a decision that they made. And uh, I think they've got to jail Big style. And I don't think anyone was concerned about Ange going back to Australia. It was playing a Glasgow derby in Australia. It was just a nonsense. And and I think I get the same reaction from the majority of both sets of fans. And I understand a bit about if you're in Australia and you'd love to see this game. But I think it's it's a bit more than that. It's a bit, you know, I mean the whole kind of you know, we're we're not half of anything in one club from 1888. So if you're gonna if you're gonna talk talk. You need to walk the walk. So we're seeing all this stuff over here, and then we've organised this, and we have eight months to organise it, and this is what we've come up with. So yeah. I'm delighted that we're going. I'm delighted that we're going to play another European team. And that's no disrespect to our other Glasgow rivals. I just think it was a bad idea. And I think you saw that at Den Park uh, a couple of weeks ago now, with all the tennis balls getting put on the park. They're not happy. Most of the Celtic fans, I think, aren't happy. So I think the board out of jail, big style,
3: yeah, um, Kookaburra is watching from Australia, says, greetings all from Australia. So, unfortunately, you won't get Glasgow derby, but you still w- will get some glamorous football there. And a familiar face, Kevin McCluskey says, great to see Batond on the show. Uh, thank you for, uh, organising that for us, Kevin. Um, Batond, I-, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I thought it would be interesting. Um, I don't know how aware you are of the whole, um, Sydney Cup. Controversy, if we want to put it that way, and the fact that Celtic and Rangers were supposed to be playing in Australia, Rangers have now pulled out. Um, to use a phrase that we used in English language, uh, do you think it's been a bit of a storm in a teacup? Have Celtic supporters and Rangers supporters blown it up, or can you understand the feelings amongst people uh, at the kind of controversy that it caused?
0: well uh, i'm aware of the situation and uh, as soon as as i got the news uh, i asked my followers on, on twitter what uh, what they think about that there were a few answers and uh, everybody was once uh, was uh, against it obviously always see all these big fixtures around the world like uh, like french super cup or or even uh, league games of of the top five divisions in europe they they talk about moving them to to usa or or uh, to the far east and um, obviously, it's about commercialize- commercialization. So, uh, so I can understand the, both sets of fans. Uh, although I only heard a Celtic uh, point of view of, of the Celtic fans, uh, I can understand this disagreement, uh, <clears throat> and uh, there is some some kind of justice in that. that this won't be played in the end.
3: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a strange situation to be in because we were we had Jared on the show last week who was who was asking Tony and I you know what to expect from a Celtic Rangers match and we were kind of stumped weren't we Tony because we were a little bit like well it's not going to be a Celtic and Rangers match the way the way we know it and so now we don't have to now we don't have to think about it and actually I'm now looking more forward to what they've. As, as Jim put it, Tony, the festival of football that awaits with the teams that we might get invited?
6: Yeah, well I think they were saying the smart money's on AC Milan mm-hmm. I, I kinda agree with Jim, it'd probably been better if it was into Milan, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know and I don't know if you can approach the other uh, Milan club and, and see if they would be willing to take part, maybe they did, don't know but I think that would have, a, that would have mass appeal wouldn't it? Celtic into Milan of the obvious connections, but yeah, it doesn't really matter if it's a glamour club from one of the top leagues in Europe. Then yeah, it will be, as Jim says, the the festival of football and and a, an occasion to be enjoyed and embraced.
5: That was quite funny there, Laura. What brought in there? We asked Bowden uh, if you have asked this question five or six weeks ago. Hey, Bowden, what do you think of the Sydney Cup? What? So it doesn't really matter. It's a wee kind of kickabout before. Uh, yeah. For the World Cup. So, yeah, it'll be good for Range to take Celtic back to Australia. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll, it'll, it'll be great. And, and, uh, but that's all it is at the end of the day. I mean, uh, over over this side of the world, you're, you're never going to get that excited about you know games before the season starts, non competitive games. But totally appreciate it. if you're living in Australia and your chance to see Celtic, even though it's not a kind of sort of through squad Celtic, then it's a fantastic thing to have. And if we have the right opposition, then so much the better.
3: Yeah, we've got a much much bigger game coming up against Rangers uh, this Sunday, which we will get to uh, in due course. Um, The other big news story, obviously, breaking from Celtic. um, I have to say there was a little bit of me uh, thinking they still need to work on the optics of some of their marketing. Uh, They obviously released uh, the sort of... uh, it's registering to renew your season ticket this week uh, with Come On, Fuel The Noise. I think the last uh, thing anybody wants to be thinking about just now is fuel and uh, the increases in price, which are also reflected in the season tickets. Uh, I believe it's about a 6% increase in the season ticket prices, which will result in about £2.5 million worth of extra uh, revenue for Celtic into the next year. Um, Jim, I'll come to you on this. I've seen I've seen both sides of the argument. I've seen some people saying, well... You know, Operating costs for the football club have been massively hit over the last couple of years. Cost of living is increasing uh, and so cost of commercialisation will increase off the back of that. Some are saying that Celtic are justified to increase the prices, some are saying they should have absorbed the cost. As a season ticket holder yourself, where where do you stand on that argument?
5: Welcome to Finance Corner. <laughs> uh, uh, that was quite a long question, you asked there. Uh, I'm,
3: well I am tend to do that. I apologize. <laughs>
5: no, it's a good question. A good question. I think uh, maybe maybe not so more about about the money side of things. I think in terms of the timing of it, mm. you know, it's only it was only the end of March. You know, I think there's a time to do this stuff. I mean, we all know we're gonna to have to renew our season tickets at some point in time. And most fans tend not to renew them at the end of March. You know, so there's plenty of time. Now whether they're, they're thinking we've got a feel good factor just now, get out just now. But if you we want on Sunday you've got an even bigger feel good factor. I don't think they should be putting stuff out until the end of April uh, at the very least. Uh, in terms of how much should they charge, they're always going to charge more than they charged last season. Uh, is it good, bad, or indifferent? I don't know. There's such a huge demand and there's meant to be a waiting list, you know, so they can pretty much do what they want. But I think it would be good PR to kind of not charge more than they did last season. But then you've got that kind of bit of a balancing act that you know if they take in more money we should be able to get better players and I think the one thing we can see over this season is that they've spent the money they've spent their money and they've spent it wisely whereas maybe in seasons going past that we've given them a a lot of money and they haven't spent it they haven't spent it wisely so uh, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet
4: but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
5: I don't mind giving Ange a few more because I think he knows what he's going to do with the money. Uh, I question the timing of that coming out just now because as I said, I don't think people use the their tickets until well into well into May and possibly June and July in some cases, so no need to put out just now. They're going to increase. Is it too much? or too low? I don't know. I think things are tight for everyone. Uh, it'd have been a good BPR exercise. You just keep it the same, and they make that point. You know, given all the kind of difficulties people have, people have had with the fuel, and I'd actually picked up Laura. That was very clever. That come on, fuel. Really <laughs> good. And I was. Oh. She's she's quite smart. That, 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 that Laura woman.
3: See that, that box?
5: So... I'm outside it, Jim. I'm outside oh, oh. that box. It was the top of the wardrobe. Yeah. So, so uh, no, I think he, he what it is
3: Yeah, it is what it is. Brian Walsh kind of uh, on YouTube is coming in with some of the same um, things that you're saying. He's saying my season ticket was £510 last year, £542 this time, roughly a 6.2% increase. It's broadly in line with inflation, um, but renewals out far too early. Tony, I have to say, Jim and, and Brian raising the timing issue was interesting to me as well, because they were a lot less keen to get the renewals out last year when Chances yeah. where people were less keen to to renew. Do you think? Do you think that's had the the season we're having is having an impact on the timing, or or are we, is it too simplistic to to go down that road?
6: Of course it is, and also I I agree that had they made it the same the season ticket prices the same, it would have been a wonderful gesture and a wonderful PR exercise, as Jim said there. You well, know, just as a wee bit back to the Celtic supporters for all their support last season and this season. Maybe what Jim says of the money coming in, extra money, give it to Angie. Do trust Angie to spend it wisely on players. That's fair enough. But what a gesture it would have been. we keep that feel-good factor going because they, they put it in with uh, a snippet of Angie's team talk from the cup final. You know, and I thought, see if they'd have said no changes, no price changes in the same tickets across the board. Here's a wee snippet of how the manager rails the troops ahead of Sunday. I mean, everybody would have been an absolute fever pitch. You know, they had been wondering what he was going to say to the players, and you know, they just a, you know that groundswell of feel-good factor coursing through the supporters, the team. You know, the fans, the 700 fans that are going to go there. I mean, they're paying what on Sundays at 52 quid mm. ticket, I believe. You know. That's, that's, I know it's high but, and people say it's been like that for years, but it's not a lot of money to pay to watch one football match.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
6: and allowing for the fuel hikes and the fact that you notice that, I have to say I noticed that myself, Jim, but I don't want to. What am I on this? <laughs> <laughs> to fight for me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I just think as PR exercises go, sometimes Celtic get it. Very right. Other times they get it a bit wrong, don't they? And I just think it would have been a wonderful gesture to say a freezing ticket, sec- freezing season ticket prices, and uh, take it from there. You know, it would have been it would have been a nice thing to do for all the fans that followed them through the debacle of last season and are now just as excited about what could happen come the end of this season.
5: I think also, um, just to button, sorry, Lord, yeah, sorry, there are lots of fans like myself who can't afford that, there's lots of fans who possibly can't afford that now, and having to right. make hard decisions, possibly give up their season ticket, so that's that's another reason for me to just keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it Lord, sorry to button.
3: No, that's alright, um, but Sandra, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, obviously, um, th- more from your point of view as a supporter um, in Hungarian football, um, it's been an ongoing theme in Scottish football, um, throughout COVID that, you know, Celtic and perhaps some of the other big clubs haven't given back to the fans in the way that they could have in terms of, you know, reducing ticket prices or giving free matches or, or, or things like that. Has that been something that you've seen in Hungarian football or have the prices remained the same? Have they increased at all? What, what's it like over there?
0: Well, uh... Our prices, because well, we have a different currency, and uh, that's that's very weak. It's it's a constant inflation here in, in Hungary, and uh, it <clears throat> it uh, it gets weaker and weaker compared to, to euros and uh, and pounds. So our <clears throat> prices did not increase; they they remain the same. But because of in inflation, we can see that, that they kind of uh, they kind of increased still in a, in an invisible way. Well, mm-hmm. well I'm, I'm experienced in in the Ferenc point of view because that's a club I'm support and I'm a season ticket holder there. And it was a really generous gesture from the club that uh, if one has been a season ticket holder at least for two years uh, in the last two two seasons since the COVID hit in and uh, and matches were played behind closed doors and we we had the, the chance to to request the money back and the people who have not done. That any to, to request any of those prices back, they got the, the season tickets for this season free. So I have now a, a free uh, season ticket. But otherwise, uh, a, a whole like I'm I'm in the the old <clears> and that uh, there are the the cheapest uh, season ticket prices at Ferencváros, and that's I think that's less than a single ticket for a Glasgow derby for Celtic Rangers. So, uh, so it's really really cheap over here.
3: Yeah, it's it's just interesting because it's always something that's interested me about the the difference in prices between football. You you hear about Germany specifically has very affordable football and it's just something that that would be interesting to see going forward. As Jim says, there's a lot of... um, people who can't afford to keep up with going to the football as much. And we see the club doing a lot in terms of with the Kano Foundation and that kind of thing, trying to help underprivileged kids see football. But, you know, hopefully in the future, there's some ways in which the club can give back. But understandably as well, they, they are an operating business and, you know, costs are increasing. So it'll be interesting to, to see how that affects all of us going forward. Um We'll uh, we'll leave that to one side though, and we'll get on to the important thing. I think we might just fit in everything we want to talk about for the upcoming game on Sunday uh, between now and the end of the show. Um, Jim, I'll come to you. I've seen I, I've seen a lot of um, discussion about how we're going to handle the game, what the potential weaknesses are, what the potential strengths are going into the game. What's your general feeling um, for Sunday? Are you are we on a good footing or uh, or, or not going into Sunday?
5: Hard question. I think so many things could happen. I uh, mean, the last game were outstanding in that first half. I think I said after the game that, from their point of view, they made have thought it looked like a kind of bad night at the office. I think they were missing Aribo Marielis for that that game. Yeah, Morels is out again, but I mean, Roof's quite a capable deputy for them. So they're a good team. I, I don't want to kid that they're not a good team. I mean, they've we went on this long, long undefeated run. They've only lost one game in that series and. And they're, and they're playing well in Europe, so no mugs, and I think home advantage is going to maybe play a big part, but we're on a good run. We've got momentum, and we've got confidence, and uh would be interested to see what team Ange plays uh, on Sunday. Uh, I'd be happy if we got with uh, I share the spoils. We obviously want to go there and win, but uh, if we come out after Sunday, still three points ahead, and I'd be delighted about that. That that'd be, be the, the hardest game of have left negotiated, and and we're no worse off. Uh, I think I just get, I, I, it's, it's hard to second guess him, isn't it, Tony, in terms of what kind of team he's going to pick. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like a bit more physicality in the team. You know, like I said before, I'd like Ralston and Juranovic, and that's no disrespect to Taylor. I think Taylor's been outstanding this season. I just think that combination offers more going forward, and, and Ralston gives us a bit of physicality in the in both boxes. But, uh, terms of the team, Hart and Carter Vickers and starfield pick themselves. Midfield, if Rogic's fit, Rogic starts, McGregor starts, and then you've got a question mark who the, who the third person is. Is it Hatati? or is it Beaton? Can you trust Beaton? Discuss. Beaton gives you a bit of physicality as well. Man at the top of the screen is shaking his head. Why are you doing that? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> B-Tone, give you a bit of physicality. Guys,
3: guys, we've been down this road before. Let's not...
6: <laughs> no, no, I, I, I shook my head and said, you trust b and, and I shook my head again.
5: <laughs> I'm not down it against the physicality. I'm just on the trust issue alone. Don't send me back to the basement, Dad. <laughs> uh, so, eh uh, Question mark there. Uh, up front if Maeda's fit Maeda plays I think with Yaki Marcus, and Yota. if Maeda's not fit I'd go with James A. Forrest for the experience he's know good okay we will will survive this week uh, so but who can who can second guess the big man I think if we go there and we play well and we can cope with the atmosphere there because it's going to be you know, quite hot there and I think uh, I said for the last game I thought the team that scored first would likely win the game and if they scored early enough Chance of them make one convincingly, and, and I can I still kind of feel a wee bit. Of that. And Sunday, I've got I feel a bit of a draw. I feel a bit of one each and Sunday. And as I said earlier, I'd be I'd be more than happy with that.
3: Yeah, um, Tony, it's an interesting one because obviously every bit of you wants to to beat Rangers, and that's without an ounce of hatred in your heart, as I said last week. But every ounce of you wants to beat Rangers every game going forward. But uh, I, I can see Jim's point that you know. We're ahead in the league on points, on goal difference, I believe, on, on a number of things. A draw wouldn't be the worst result, would it?
6: No, it wouldn't be the worst result. But we're not going to play for a draw. The man knows no other way to play. We're going to go there and attack and hopefully win. That's just the way it is. And with that in mind, I think he'll play a team like that. not trying to second guess how Jim says, but... I think uh, he'll play with the same midfield that played in the three 0 game.
2: Mm-hmm. I think,
6: think he would risk Rogic because he said Rogic was medium. Cherrim wasn't he? So mm-hmm. I think he'll play with uh, McGregor, Hitachi and O'Reilly. <laughs> my thoughts. And I know Jim might say that there's a lack of physicality there. I get that, but I, I just think the way they'll set up, they'll they'll try and kind of blitz them attacking minded, and, and I would play the same front three as well because I think that's Celtic's major strengths. From middle to front. You still question marks about the back and their ability to deal with set pieces. We spoke about that off air, that kind of thing. But I think he'll he's going in no other frame of mind than to to win this match and place one hand on the champions and the Scottish Premiership trophy if they can. I agree with Jim. If they can come out, Ibrooks unscathed and still be three points ahead, great. If they can be six ahead, then even better. And I think, and you'll think that they can be six ahead come two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and he'll certainly go for it in that sense. can kind of legislate. I think the the crowd will be a big thing as well. The Celtic had it in their favour, yeah. and Rangers will have it in their favour on Sunday. I know fans don't score goals, but it's just kind of the bearing they can have on things, you know, where officials going with shouts, things like that, that kind of thing, you know. So you just don't know, but. Lots of variables, but I think we're in great shape. We're in these, as good a fettle as we could possibly we go to Ibrooks Inn. We've got some cracking options from the bench as well. That's bearing in mind that James Forrest and Abada aren't in your starting lineup. You know, you might even have the possibility of Kyogo on the bench, and I would put Kyogo on the bench for just the noise up factor alone. Even if he's fit or not fit to play any kind of match, we we spoke about that. You you said you wouldn't, but it's just you know I just think there's all sorts of mind games and psychology comes into play. And if you're a Rangers defender, and you're seeing him on the bench, you're thinking he could come on and influence proceedings. So you're just it's you know it's a myriad of things. But I think if as Ange likes to say, if Celtic can go there and play our football, then we're a hard team to beat. But all conversely, Rangers are a good side. I, I agree with Jim on that. They're a good side, and you will need to be playing the real game to Ibrooks.
3: Yeah, Erin uh, L on YouTube is saying cannot wait for this game. Here we go. Uh, I'm I'm feeling the same, but I have to say by Sunday I, I wouldn't be as excited. I don't think I'll no I'll, I'll beat my breakfast or my lunch probably. Um, and Chilpill, an ironic name given that I'm going to bring this up. W- Jim, we have the best defence in the league and the best strikers. Movie. <laughs>
5: you? Sure? Can you can you fact check that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is that a big well, achievement? We'll leave that one there. Um,
3: but, on, um, I wanted to get your thoughts. As somebody who's maybe got a little bit less, um, who's a little bit less on Celtic side or on Rangers side, perhaps, even though, obviously, you've developed a relationship with Celtic supporters, um, what's your opinion of the two teams going into Sunday? You know, what what are the strengths for Celtic? What are the strengths for Rangers that you think we can we can look to see in the game on Sunday?
0: Well, what I can say as a uh, as like a regular football fan who experienced uh, the Glasgow Derby for the first time this year is that afterwards I was I was quite sure that like uh, Rangers will. Uh, go out of the Europa League and, and Celtic will proceed in the Conference League. And on the European stage, we saw something completely different. Although it's perhaps uh, a tactical move from Ange, obviously because it's because uh, it's much more at stake in the in the Premiership to to win for Celtic. But well, away for Celtic, it's it's obviously much harder. Uh, I've been getting questions from uh, from followers, especially on on Instagram, and when we were live streaming and. And stuff like that. Uh what my what my uh score prediction is. Well I said two one for Celtic, but I think it's gonna be really tight until the the last minute. So I think attack is is the is the strength of uh, of both teams, and both teams can be defeated in the back, like quick counters. So uh you got Giacomakis on an excellent form scoring two hat tricks recently. That that could be a big thing because he wasn't really on song against uh Against Rangers in the home match, well, obviously we had uh, we had Hatate and uh, and Abada instead, but but he could be a, a big kind of weapon for for Celtics. So I think it's it's gonna be about using the chances because uh, it's gonna be with a tense game. I think it's gonna be a really exciting one. Uh, so so many chances, and, uh, and, and both teams can can be beaten in in defense. So. Uh, it's a slight edge perhaps for Celtic but really hard to to predict
3: yeah um it's it's interesting as well We, we i think as Celtic supporters we've all switched who our kind of outstanding player this season is who our best player is and who we think brings the most to the team um again for you watching Celtic as you have who are the who are the standout players for you in the Celtic team so far this season
0: well, I've seen three Celtic matches uh, in a stadium and tried to get some live streams, obviously, after I got involved in and after I got so many new uh, subscribers from, uh, from Celtic and so many positive uh, feedback in the, in the comments. That was, uh, that was really excellent. So the first I saw was obviously my team, Ferenc, playing Celtic there. We had, uh, uh, or you had, uh, uh, Kyogo still he wasn't, he wasn't uh, injured, and, and he scored next and goal straight away in the third minute. Then you had uh, Jota and Abada scoring. Both teams were, uh, were putting on a really great performance in the two other matches I visited, Rangers at home. and.
4: Uh... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details
1: as the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company Go to iHeartResults.com for
0: more. Madwall away. Obviously Hatate we, we didn't have him uh, uh, in the autumn because because he, he signed in the winter transfer period. So uh, I think Abada despite his young age. I mean I was the other day I was realizing that he's even a year <laughs> younger than me. So uh, and, and he's uh, He's uh well he's not a tall person but but his movement the uh, the way he got that third goal against Rangers obviously that was a di- big defensive mistake as well but but he just got his eyes for for that cross uh from Hatate and uh it, it's hard to name one Celtic player you know because uh not only the fan base but the team is is uh, so much togetherness I I sense in there and and it's really hard to. To, uh, to pick one and also this winter signings were uh, were excellent with, uh, with O'Reilly we can see and, and with the two Japanese although it's questionable whether Maeda can do the same as, as Giacomakis or, uh, or Kyogo but he's getting in shape at, at Celtic as well so um, if, if I, would, I would have to pick like two players uh, decisive would be Abada and, and Jota the two on the wing
3: Yeah, uh, they certainly have become favourites of a lot of people and and Abada is only a year younger than us, isn't he, Tony and Jim, as well, yeah.
5: Everyone's younger than us. (laughs) Oh, me, sorry, me. (laughs) qualify that.
3: Jim, I wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, Tony brought it up. Um, Bouton's talked about Kyogo being an outstanding player for us early in the season. Tony's mentioned um, for the the wind-up factor or the bam-up factor, as we might say in Glasgow, um, he would put Kyogo on the bench. My, to defend myself slightly, we had a discussion in which I said... Personally, I feel if he's not match fit, I wouldn't put him in, but I can see the psychological aspect of what Tony's saying. What's your opinion on Kyogo? If he's at all ready, would you would you throw him in at least on the bench for Sunday?
5: Totally agree with Tony in this one from a kind of psychological point of view. I start Larson yeah. on the bench, yeah. <laughs> 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 Henning's uh, playing, maybe. So, you know, big Sutton and Hartson, just, just throw them all in. No, I think, uh, you know, we've got as you said earlier, too, we have good options from the bench, which we didn't have last time, you know, and I think I said previous podcast at some time was that the big turning point for me this season was getting that winter break moved because uh, if we went to that that last Glasgow derby with, with Joey Dawson up front and a depleted team, then we'd be kind of pretty apprehensive whereas as you said earlier, Laura, we're pretty confident people looking forward to the game, notwithstanding all you know, the kind of nerves and all that kind of stuff that will kind of kick in, but I'm going in pretty good shape, no matter who we play. Uh he'll go on the bench, definitely. Uh but as Bowden said there, Yaakimac has been has been really good. Uh, mm. I thought he was outstanding against Ross County. Uh right from the first minute, he picked up the ball in the halfway line, played a played a pass to Yota but outside of his foot straight to him. And and uh, if, if you're a striker, then if you've got confidence and that's, that's a that's a huge thing. I'm in <laughs> saying that, I'm still not too sure about taking penalty kicks. Um uh, mm. I think Uranovic <laughs> take the penalty kicks because uh, that wasn't the exact same as one, two games Lovingston. Yes. Lovington the keeper went the other way. So, and I find that a bit strange because he's such an instinctive striker, one touch. So it looks like the kind of guys don't think about it, hit it, that's hmm. a penalty. <laughs> that's a complete opposite. You've got forever to think about it and everyone's watching you. So, I'm not 100% sure whether he's the right guy for the penalty kicks because looks just looks as if uh, I can do this, you know, any time of the day. So, that's a wee slight concern, but Big Man's been great. Uh, revelation, past few games. We've needed certain players to stand up to be counted at different points of the season and we've been fortunate that that's happened. You know, back at the start, Kyogo was, was there every week and then Kyogo was out Yota steps up. Abada, as you said, Boden has stepped up loads of times and then when they're coming for a bit of form or out injured, Jakimakis has stood up and Maeda, you know, to give him his due, he's chipped him with goals as well. So he's maybe not a fan in all cylinders, but he's been really good as well. So, I mean. Everything's really good. Just, uh, if we get a wee bit of luck on Sunday, you know, that's all we want. And you know, obviously, we haven't talked about the referee yet. So, he's a bit erratic at the best of times, what they call him. So, uh, <laughs> don't give him a decision to make. Basically, when you go back in last season, last season we had uh, red cards in both of the games at Ibrooks. <laughs> Avoidable red cards, stupid yeah. red cards. Uh, I don't mind something getting red cards, but it's, you know, that, that's a definite red card. But, they were stupid last... We were talking about and That was a stupid red card. McGregor, too silly booking. So, don't do anything silly. Keep a loving man on the park. Uh, Starfelt, Carter Vickers will be vital. Joe Hart will be vital. I thought we defended the set pieces really well at the Celtic Park game. We played a pretty high line. As I recall, that kept it kind of well out. But, uh, as I said, they're a good team and it's the makers of a really good match. But I think if, if we can score early and the crowd you on their back, then it could be a good day on Sunday. But, again... I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy. I won one.
3: Um, I was just laughing at Tony's response to your choice of words about Willie Collum. I think erratic is the kindest thing we could say about him. But, uh, um, thing, yeah. Tony, um, Willie D says, "Why has nobody gave a bad ass to start? What a player the boy is." I'd start him with Gigi and Jota. That's obviously what Bouton suggested. Um, Maeda had, has his advantages. Uh. Uh, Abada has his advantages as well. If we assume Ange is going to go with Gigi and Jota, who out of Maeda and Abada would you go with, do you think? Or would you go with somebody else entirely?
6: No, no, I would play, a, I would play Maeda. I just think he's a nuisance. He's a pest, a constant pest. And I just think he won't give Rangers a moment's peace, whereas Abada can drift in and out. Maeda is constantly shutting it. Now, if you're watching Maeda, he's not necessarily weighing in with all the goals that people might have thought, but see his work rate, see his commitment, see his application, his attitude, it's first class, he'll chase down anything. And I just think you need that at a place like Ibrooks. and you need that to give Rangers <clears throat> defenders, you know, food for thought. And I just think, Abada, and I've loved Abada this season, he's been brilliant, his goals and his assists speak for itself, but I just, there are times when he can drift in and out of proceedings, he can hit a lull, I just think Maeda is constantly on it. He'll chase anything. And that's what you get from I mean, he's a bit like Kyogo in that sense as well. We admire the work rate. And he's been a wee bit more productive because he's slung over a couple of balls that Giacomacchus has profited from. So he's beginning to tune in to maybe what uh, Maeda is going to do uh, recently. So I just think, and it ain't broke at the minute, the forward line. So it doesn't need fixing. But again, in Abada, you have a player if he comes on from Maida who can be just as effective and make a, a valid contribution as well. So we are in great shape, good fetal, especially uh, in the forward areas. But I just think at this minute in time that those three are working really well together. And uh, I, I would keep them. They all, they, you know, my thoughts, you know, the kind of do the France yellow jersey. They're, they're the guys in possession of the jersey. And I don't think the manager would want to, you know, switch that up too much. Because they're quite potent when the three of them are on song. And if the three of them are on song on Sunday, Rangers will be in a game, as Jim says. The, the Rangers are a good team, but we're also a decent team and we can give teams problems. And those three guys in particular can cause all sorts of problems if they're on it on Sunday.
3: What What about you, Jim? I know I know you've got thoughts about Abada potentially being more effective through the middle. Um, do you think there's any chance of him being involved on in Sunday or is it is it Maeda for you as well?
5: I think that's chance of him being involved. Uh, Maeda, I thought there was a slight doubt about him in terms of injury wise. Uh, mm-hmm. don't know how that's put it. I think we want to occupy their full backs. Uh, yep. Mayida, as Tony said, a pest. And on that left wing, I mean, that's that's, that's their most potent set. Crosses from on the right hand side.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't think Abada would occupy their right back as much as Yota would if I put Yota over there. I've got a wee feeling Sunday maybe be Yota's day. Uh, he didn't play the first game at Ibrox, he wasn't here. They gave it Celtic Park. I mean, I think all the team were like that, kind of seven, eight, nine performances. He was maybe one of the, maybe the six and a half, to, maybe to seven. You know, He was okay, but, but he could be a lot better. And I think given how skillful the lad is, maybe, maybe Sunday's going to be his day. But I'd certainly... I like Abada. I've always liked Abada. I just maybe don't think he's a winger. I, I don't think he takes mm. players on. And I think he, he maybe doesn't track back yeah. as well as other players. So I think those are factors you have to bring into consideration. I think if you're playing... One of the other SPF failed teams at Celtic Park, and you think you're going to win? Then Abada don't mind him playing wide at all. But there's games where we have to kind of, and that's why I mentioned Ralston earlier. In Ralston's number of goals he scored, number of assists he scored, he's pretty potent as well. You know, so it's, it's all like that kind of Ralston, Yota, or there's Ralston Forrest. But I think we have to occupy their fullbacks because, apart from set pieces, that's where they're really dangerous. I mean, they're they're very good at that in terms of crossing the ball right or left. We need to stop that happening, and then occupy them further up the pitch. So uh, I wouldn't pick a badder on a Sunday. I like a badder, but I think there's there's better options. Uh, if my is my fit for me, my plays. As Tony says, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that front three. If my is' not fit, I think about putting Yota in the left and bringing him in Forest just for his experience. I think he would strike back better.
3: It's a, it's a funny thing I was just about to mention you know the fact that we've got a fit James Forrest on the bench and this is the first time I can remember really in over a decade that very few people are talking about him being involved uh, in Sunday uh, and justifiably so but like you say I don't think you can ever say that he he doesn't give his all in a game and I think if he was to come in that that would certainly be the case again but I think it probably will be assuming is not injured I would probably go with him but but Abada is certainly a good alternative alternate choice. Um, But I wanted to get your thoughts on um, the other top strike uh, sort of front player that we've not spoken about in any great detail so far. Um, You're you're just Yakimakis, easy for me to say. he had a bit of a tough time settling in at Celtic, and seems to have, you know, found his feet a little bit more. He's scored some some goals. Um, he's certainly been more effective. How much have you had a chance to see Yakimakis, and what do you think of him as a striker?
0: Well, uh, those two games uh, I watched uh, live at the stadium, he, he wasn't really uh, putting on a, a show, but the others were instead of him. Obviously, he didn't place a top end in, in the Glasgow Derby, but but nobody was really talking about that because of the result. And in Motherwell, uh, excellent result as well. He played a bit better there, but still uh, was subbed off in the second half. But, but after uh, after that, I was uh, I was catching up on on all the highlights, even when, when I can watch the games. And, uh, and I mean, there are tough games, even against the uh, the last place team like like uh, Dundee FC. And, and he was the one who who grabbed those crucial three points because every single point and and rather every single win is crucial in this title race for Celtic obviously uh, not even mentioning this Sunday's game because th- this is absolutely a, a decider so uh so that that fact that he he got his his form his he found his scoring boots recently uh, so yeah guys the, the guys are talking about uh they would uh, pick uh, Maeda instead of instead of Abada. Like I can understand that, especially that Abada played for the for the under twenty one team uh, for Israel recently. But but uh, Gigi, I, I would I would uh, definitely pick him because uh, why he is he has a he had a hard time, especially before he signed for Celtic. But, but now he he seems like he, he found his foot and. Well, I can repeat myself. Those those two hat tricks and and really important points he got for Celtic. So I think it's as simple as you have to play a, a striker in a crucial match who who is in great form. So mm. yeah.
3: Um, Tony, that I think that's a fair point. I think you know if if you go on form alone, Yakimakis is one of the first names on the team sheet surely for Sunday.
6: Yeah, form alone and also confidence levels too. Yes. <laughs> It's already talk to talk. Now he has to go and walk the walk at Ibrox. And these are the games where you know, legends and heroes are born. Go and do it there. You know, go and do it at Ibrox. Go and show them how confident you are and play play the game that you've been playing and relax on it and let it happen. You know, and I, I just think that just now you're, you're pretty confident with Jack and Marcus as a centre-forward, aren't you? Whereas early in the season you maybe weren't so you know, when he was coming in to replace Kyobo, but you you trust the manager, faith in him, and you certainly trust him now because he's 11 goals since January. Every one of them a one-touch finish. That tells you all you need to know. And I I actually agree with Jim as well. I remember saying, I was at the Ross County game with my father, and I said to my dad, that wasn't a good penalty. He's lucky the goalkeeper went the wrong way. Because it was a similar penalty to the one he hit at Livingston, and he only got it because Juranovic was kind enough to say, go and put it in the net but as, hmm. he, as he stepped up I said to my dad conviction this time and he trundled at home and I was just like oh my god but so didn't really make any difference right but I think if we get penalties on Sunday Uranovic to ram it into the net if that's the case but I'm I'm liking the big man I'm liking what he's producing I'm liking the range of goals he gets you know, get a couple of headers uh, Bolland mentioned the goal against Dundee he put his head in with a hurt for the winner there you know, we spoke about his two-headers against Ross County. And the first one, he was up very early. The second one, to guide mm. him. Brilliant striker playing in. His other one-touch finishes we've spoken about. So this is a guy who's feeling confident and who thinks he's going to score every time he takes to the field. Go and do it at Ibrox. That's all the We supporters ask on Sunday. And would you would you bet against him doing it? Not, not on form. Not on current form. And you've got Maida and Jota on either side, who are in, you know, ta- charged with the task of possibly supplying them, and your offensive midfielders like McGregor, Pattayi, and O'Reilly. If these if these guys can get the ball to
5: Jack and Marcus, he'll score. End of.
6: Mm. It's also, it's
5: Laura, a- if you go back to the last Glasgow derby. He played really well.
6: Mm. If it wasn't I- for
5: the heroics of Alan McGregor, he could have easily scored a hat trick. Yeah. So he gave them big. He gave them big issues at the back. So they will not be yeah. really looking forward to seeing him. Come Sunday as well, and with a wee bit of luck, that's what, it's a wee bit of luck. You can just go to the hatch, like a wee bit of luck on Sunday. Hopefully, we can put one away at least one of
6: them. He did everything yeah. bar score against strangers, yes. He oh, was he, you know he was mean. Yeah. he had a header that he directed straight at McGregor, but again, oh, yeah. he was up really early and he powered it into mm-hmm. and towards the goal. and McGregor's positioning was just right. If it's either side or just a couple of inches, yeah. side, it's in the net, it's a problem, you know. So, I think. I think he could be really potent on Sunday for Celtic. And I think match one.
3: It's an interesting position for him to be in, Jim, because I think, you know, up until a few weeks ago, some people would have been questioning whether he was ever going to make it at Celtic. Some people are feeling a lot more sure about that now. Um, do you think he's already won people over in, in, in the main? Or do you think Sunday's a real chance for him to kind of stamp his identity on the team and, and make a difference? Or has that already happened, do you think?
5: He's already stepped up. That's what I said. Mm. He, he did, we needed somebody to step up when, when, when the players who normally score the goals weren't there. He came in. Uh, he had a difficult start to because he wasn't for it wasn't match fit. Took him a while to get up to speed. The new country, all the stuff we talked about last year with people coming to this country under 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 COVID, trying to get used to the country, the language, all us kind of stuff. He went through the same stuff. Uh, the Japanese guys maybe settled a bit quicker than than he did, but you, you know, in time. And if you're a centre forward, and you scored a hat trick, another hat trick. You just want to be out there as soon as possible for the next game to get another hat trick, and, and you get tons and tons of confidence. And, and just, uh, I think it's been great, and I like him a lot. And uh, just to give him the penalties, as soon as they get one, <laughs> and uh, Sunday. But say uh, no, I think it's been really good, and uh, looks like a good guy as well. I mean, I think that's the thing that Ange tends to.
4: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet.
1: Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
5: Get good guys around them, so it's like a harmonious dressing room, so he seems to fit in really well. Seems to be loving it. Uh, and as I said, if you're a center forward and you're scoring goals. In every game, you're going on thinking, I'm going to score again. How do you do, What's your definition of the word potent, Tony? <laughs> do you think it'll be potent on Sunday? Is that a goal? Is that two goals? Is that four goals? Well... Aye. A, sorry, basketball. sorry. In a football context <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> thinking that's a hat trick, that's a hat trick, surely.
6: That... Well, well possibly, but that's being overconfident, isn't it? I'll, right, settle okay. bra- I'll settle for a brace. I'll settle for a brace, Jan. A brace, equal
5: brace, right? No, no,
6: good. Yeah, a wee brace would be fine. The two the two match winning goals, two nil win Jack and Both one in each half.
3: I would take I would take that as well. I'll buy that. Just to them you know? Um, But, Tonda, I wanted to ask you a question about Yakimakis before we move on to anybody else. Um, There's been a little bit of, you know, a division amongst the support, amongst some other people about Yakimakis and the way that he talks in interviews. He's been very confident and, you know, stating outright that we are the best team in the league. We we can win this league. You know, just being a little bit more outspoken and, and not as reserved as sometimes players are with all their media training um what do you make of that in football do you think that's something you would like to see more of players doing or do you prefer to see them do just perform on the pitch and and stay quiet off it
0: well generally speaking you have two types of of players that the ones who who have character and show it in the media as well and in interviews and and uh, radio and show uh, and so uh, and the others who, who don't have that much character and they concentrate they can still be excellent players like like the one of the best ever leo Messi or, or arguably the best ever but not everyone is uh is Ibra- uh, Ibrahimovic to to name him that that he's he is uh, he's really confident in interviews and he like he he thinks that uh winning leagues are are uh, obvious things so uh i can't I can understand that there, uh, there's a division uh, in Celtic supporters. So, uh, well, it's it's great great to have confidence. So, uh, but if you have like a trainer like like who is uh, who speaks always clearly and and uh, tells the supporter what he what he wants, uh, you don't necessarily need that character. But it, it's not a bad thing either. So. Uh, Maybe in this stage, before the championship round, before the third uh, league derby of the season, uh, it's it's perhaps a bit bit dangerous thing to to uh, to share your opinion like that. Not a big not a big mistake, but uh, I would still wait <clears throat> until, uh, until Sunday whether he can get those uh, whether he can make those uh, hopes reality.
3: Yeah, um, but Tony, I. I... I am conflicted on this one. I, I quite like to see it. I think it's quite entertaining, and as long as he's not saying anything too <coughs> disrespectful or too out of line, I quite like to see a player coming out and backing themselves and their teammates. The only risk you have, obviously, is that you can fall flat in your face. Being a journalist, though, you must you must love it. Like that,
6: that was mana from heaven, journalistically. Uh, there was nothing wrong with what he said. It was a confident guy. He was he was being brutally and refreshingly honest, which as a journalist and you're standing in front of a football player and he says that, you're like, brilliant. You know, you, then so you just want him to keep talking. It's what, you know, and that's how he felt. It was reflective of his mood at the time where he he thought, yep, Celtic are a better team than Rangers and we can win the title. There's nothing really wrong with that. All you, but you do hear a lot of people be a wee bit more conservative and say, well, that's going to get pinned up and." the Rangers dressing room and that's what they think you've got extra motivation. But I always think that see if you need that to motivate you then you're in the wrong game.
1: You know, mm. so that
6: that's that's just you know, but I just think sometimes you if that's how you feel, it's fine and it's fine being honest and exuberant, but maybe sometimes you keep a lid in it, you know, because managers don't like you saying things like that. They just kinda like the the one game at a time, over the moon, sick as a parrot. Type responses, you know that kind of thing, you know, or you leave it to the manager, i.e. Ange, to answer questions in his own inimitable style. But you know, he, they get. I guess the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday, when he will be in a hostile atmosphere. He is the main man. Celtic hopes a lot of Celtic hopes are riding on George's jackhammers. The fans want him to see him back up that top. talk, where it matters on the park. He's a confident guy, so he'll take that on his shoulders and he's in the form of his life at the minute, goal scoring form. So as I say, you trust him and you feel confident in his ability to go make a difference at Ibrooks. So it's it's over to him now, isn't it? As I say, he's got to talk, he now has to walk the walk and you know take what's coming to him, whatever the result is.
3: Absolutely. I think uh, I think you've got to have that character about you, that if you're going to put those things out there, then you deal with the consequences, good or bad, and hopefully you mm-hmm. will. Um, Jim, I'm going to put a question to I like doing this to Jim because I, I, I like to hear what he says. I'm going to put a question to you that I, I wouldn't ask everybody, but I want to see what your thoughts are on it. Uh, Bob the Legend White says, is everyone enjoying having a race at least this season? Where do you stand on that? Because. I, I have my thoughts on it, but I'd love to hear what you think
5: first. Before I answer that question, that last question you were asking there about <clears throat> Matt and what you said, I think it's really unfair to put too much stock in what players say. I think if someone thrusts a microphone in front of you and asks you questions, then you're going to say things you, you may not mean to say. I mean, there's loads of times I'll come off this podcast and somebody will say to me, why did you say that? say, I never said that. And it's, not, and it's not an easy thing. It's just the fact that when you're talking away, you can kind of forget things. I think that's unfair to put too much stock in that. Mm. Do I like having a race? Absolutely. I mean football's meant to be exciting. Uh meant to be exciting. So if, if you are in the league as we did a few years ago by you know, 20, 25 points, is that exciting? No, it's not. If you're turning up and and that's 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 the difficulty with football these days, I think, speaking like an old codger here. And in that what do you want? Do you want excitement or do you want victory? You want victory, I think. And that's why every game you go to uh, if you're not winning by 3 nothing after the first half of an hour, the places is in tender hooks. Get into the last 20 minutes, it's still 0 0. It doesn't matter how bad you play, as long as you get that goal at the end of the day and win the game, that's all that matters. So, question would be do you go to football to watch them winning games or to be entertained? And I think these days it's more and more about winning games, you know, and the entertainment is a bit of a kind of sideshow. Uh, I think it's dead exciting, right? you have to enjoy the excitement of it. Uh, mm. If they come out in top, that's all the sweeter. It's like the last minute goals. It's it's all the sweeter in trying to get there. Uh, would I rather the title this was between us and a different team? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> because if they won it, it's more difficult to take. Whereas if it was us and the Hibs and Hibs won it, you might say, ah, oh, well, you know, it's Hibs. Whereas because there's only really two teams in town, and, and, and as they say in Glasgow, second is last, you know, and it's been the way the season started off. You know, you know, losing three games out of six, and if I, nobody, only of was you know, the most, you know bl- blindly optimistic person when I said with any chance, and we talked about, well, I talked about this, stay in touch, come new year, stay within five six points to see what happens. And that's what we did. We managed to stay within that five six points, and then they've dropped some points in the last couple of months. You've <laughs> been, been pretty consistent. That's my code. You <laughs> passed it through basement. the
3: internet. <laughs> know, <beautiful.
5: laughs> it's really, really damp in Tony's basement. <laughs> uh, so we managed to save the five, six points, they then drop some points, and then that's given the chance to go. And it's like kind of we're kind of on the outside and then we've just got to the front in the last you know eight, nine games, perfect timing. And if you can do it in Sunday, then we push a wee bit further forward. But absolutely, yes, I mean I think it's it's far more and that's what football's meant to be exciting for me. And I'd much rather be in a close race. I think because it's the Glasgow thing, second is last. If we'd have lost the league to somebody else, it wouldn't be such a, a bitter pilt as well. And the whole thing about the money thing, again, that it's such a swing that should we win the league and and get the £40 million, they don't get it, and vice versa. And it's such a huge swing. So the money is an important part as well. But to answer the question, absolutely. See, just enjoy it. Enjoy the excitement of the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on your side, Tony. I take it. I take it you agree that the... The leagues at a canter have been nice, but going back into games that matter and, and it matters whether you get the winner against Dundee, as we were talking about earlier. It, it's more exciting, isn't it? That's
6: what football's about, isn't it? It's the highs and the lows, isn't it? You know the the joy, the ecstasy, the despair. I mean, you 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 were hoping that Celtic would make a fist of it this season, as I've said before. Now that they've worked themselves into this. Uh, position, it's going to be a crushing disappointment if they don't see it over the line. Hmm. But imagine the elation if you can get this over the line. I, I wrote something the other week saying, Would it be one of the sweetest title victories in Celtic history? You bet your life it will be. Yep. I, uh, I don't know what will drank in your own personal. If they can pull off this kind of because Celtic one is supposed to be challenging. This is supposed to be a, a second season manager. You know, I mean, that's is, this is all, the, all the research and what we were told. Now nah, his team's come good in the second season. But in, in writing off this season, you were writing off, as Jim said, the are the 40 million quid. So, and I'm not saying Celtic are going to win this title, but what a position we put ourselves in. And we are going to experience either up there or down there. It's what it is, but that's why you're a football fan. And there's more excitement. Uh, involved every season when you're a Celtic fan because you are usually there or thereabouts fighting for most of the prizes. And as Jim says, yeah, it'd be easier to take if it was herbs or Aberdeen, but it's not. And for the past thirty odd years, it hasn't been. It's always going to be Rangers, isn't it? So that's that's why it gets so nerve wracking, and it's why it's why you love the game of football. Yep. Yep. And when it goes your way, there is not a feeling like it. When it goes no. against you, and when it goes against you, there's not a feeling like it. <laughs> yeah. And both sets of supporters experience that. Yep. It's cool, you know. So you just hope that Celtic have got enough in their tank over the next seven games to to get you know, to get to the checkered flag.
3: Mm-hmm. I really hope so. I really hope so. And before we finish off with the dreaded predictions, I just want to say thank you to Baton for joining us on the show today. It's been really great to have that that different perspective. Um, just while people are still watching, Baton, where can we find your content to, to follow if you follow you if anybody wants to see what you're up to?
0: Yeah, thank you very much for uh, for uh, having the possibility to to be here well my, my youtube channel is Hungarian football vlogger uh, amongst others I chose this name because it's it can be found quite easily so like like three three names Hungarian football vlogger obviously because I'm, uh, I'm from that country and <laughs> but I'm gonna be uh, trying to to be back at celtic in in glasgow as soon as uh, as possible it's gonna be probably for the championship round of the league obviously because it's almost impossible to get tickets for the for The semi final against Rangers, you would need like a double capacity stadium as Hamden Park. But I'm gonna also say, uh, go on and watch my one of my next videos because I'm gonna visit St. Pauli next week against Werder Bremen, so that would be uh, an interesting thing for you <coughs> as well. And guys, if you have not seen the, the Glasgow Derby video, go on and watch that as well, you're gonna enjoy it. I think I uh, did a quite great job in capturing the atmosphere, so uh, Hungarian Football Vlogger on Celtic HFB twenty twenty-one and Instagram Hungarian Football Vlogger as well. And, and thank you very much once more.
3: Brilliant. I think I'll definitely be checking it out. I, I do it's one of my guilty pleasures just sticking on a, a a playlist of football vloggers and seeing where they go and what they got up to and wishing I had the time to go to these places. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's good fun and I'll definitely be checking it out. So thank you very much. And I'll put you in the spot first, put on before I go back to, to Tony and Jim. Uh, how do you think we'll go on on Sunday? What's your score prediction?
0: Uh, I was uh, a bit early to mention that during the the stream, but perhaps some people missed it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a two-one victory for Celtic, and the winner will be scored quite towards the end.
3: Oh, <laughs> I like that! I like that. You'd have been silly to come on a Celtic podcast and predict a Rangers win. That's for sure. Anyway, um, Tony, I'll come to you next. What's your What's your prediction for Sunday?
6: Two 2-0. Georges, Jack and Michael set the double. Go on each hand. Settle Jim's nerves. Sorted. Right.
3: Tony, uh, Jim, sorry, are you still in the draw or are you going to put, put a limb out and go for a, go for a win? <laughs> this
5: week you can find me in Tony's basement. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 no, I'll go for one each. I'll go for one each. Can I just mention something before we go? Uh, yes. Tomorrow's the launch of the the Bertie Old Legacy Charity, ten thirty, just to, to mention it in passing. So, I've been invited along to that. Very privileged to along and see that. So, hopefully, that can keep Bertie's name going. Uh, I'll see well. you there, James. Are you going? Okay. Yes. Okay, you went to the basement first. See you tomorrow, pal.
3: Yeah,
5: give, <laughs> give him something to eat. you never asked you, mate. ask. we oh, i you Oh,
3: listen, listen. We've got plenty of weeks to go into that. I'm sure we'll get to that. I'd love see, to you tomorrow, that story. see you tomorrow, pal. See you tomorrow. If, if you're going along, if you're going along to that, I'm sure Tony and Jim will be happy to see there. Um, uh, like you say, Bertie's um, Bertie's name needs to be remembered, and what a better way to do it than through a, through a fantastic cause like that? So it's going to be fantastic. Um, if uh, if you're not going to, well, you won't be going to the game on Sunday. We all we all know why, but um, you can watch it on Axon the the pre match. Uh, half-time and post-match coverage will be there as always and uh, we hope to see you there if you aren't watching it elsewhere thank you very much to Bouton, thank you to um, Tony and thank you to Jim, this has been a Celtic State of Mind